Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your normal host, but today I'm here welcoming again our special guest host for this season, Colleen Kessler. Colleen, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today, Pam? I am actually doing really good. It's feeling good here in South Alabama. It's like not horribly Augusty hot at all. So, yeah, it's like that here in Ohio too. It's kind of it's actually hazy today with like this hint of threatening rain, but it's got that kind of cool feeling so you could be outside it's comfortable and nothing's looming yet. There's just that instability in the air right now. Oh man, I I really envy you people who have seasons. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, this was your second interview for the Homeschool Snapshots podcast this fall. And tell me a little bit about your guest this week. Yeah, it was fun. I talked with Sarah McClure from the blog HappyBrownHouse.com. And she has a new book out all about busy bags for kids. And so we talked Mm -hmm. about keeping toddlers and preschoolers busy during the homeschool day when you're working with older kids. And then other ways that you could use busy bags to occupy your little kids throughout the day and just on those times, you know, during those times when you need something extra to keep them busy in a constructive and fun way so you can get a few things done or if you have to wait for something. Okay. I love this particular topic because I cannot tell you how many times I get asked, you know, what am I supposed to do with the toddler? while we're doing school. You know, what do I do with a two-year-old or what do I do with a three-year-old to keep them from completely destroying the house? Or, you know, I have a two or three-year-old and you probably get this a lot with little kids in the with the people you talk to, like they want to do school too. They want to do what their brother's doing or what their sister's doing. And so I think it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, definitely. It was it was interesting. It was something that I didn't know much about when I first started homeschooling my younger ones and kind of wish I had. I'd done other things, but this would have been really nice to be able to just pull off a shelf and, and give them when they wanted to do school alongside of us. Well, that's awesome. Okay, so we are going to get on with that podcast interview between Colleen and Sarah right after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast is brought to you by Maestro Classics. Visit maestroclassics.com for free shipping on all CDs and MP3s, which start at just $9.98. Order today and save 17% with the coupon code PAM. Add classical music to your homeschool with Maestro Classics CDs, MP3s, and activity books. These nationally recognized recordings feature engaging storytellers with the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Choose from a dozen titles, including Carnival of the Animals, My Name is Handel, The Story of Water Music, and Peter and the Wolf. Each CD and MP3 includes a 24-page activity book with illustrations, puzzles, games, and fun facts for kids. At maestroclassics.com, you can download free printables and curriculum guides to supplement each recording 
and combine classical music with other school subjects. All CDs and MP3s contain educational tracks, which explain how the music was made, who the composer was, the history and story behind the music, the instruments used by the orchestra, and most importantly, how to listen. Visit maestroclassics.com for free shipping on all CDs and MP3s. They start at just $9.98. As a Homeschool Snapshots listener, you can save 17% off your order today with coupon code PAM. Learn more at maestroclassics.com. That's maestro, spelled M-A-E, S-T-R-O-Classics.com, where the best classical music curriculum awaits your homeschool. Sarah McClure is a certified teacher with a bachelor's degree in child and family studies and a master's in urban education. She began homeschooling her two boys, now ages 10 and 6, after five years of classroom teaching. She is the blogger at happybrownhouse.com, where she shares meaningful learning activities for kids and a peek into her homeschooling life. She is also the author of Busy Bags Kids Will Love, Make-Ahead Activity Kits for a Happy Preschooler and Stress-Free Parent. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be a fun episode, and I'm looking forward to talking about how you run your homeschool and learning all about this awesome book. So let's start by you telling me a little bit about your family, if you will. Okay. I've been married to Ray for 11 years, and we have two boys. Their names are Jonah and Asher. The oldest is 10, and the youngest is 6. I've been officially homeschooling for five years. I started homeschooling my oldest when he started kindergarten. But with my background in early childhood education, I've really been homeschooling him his whole life with different early learning activities. I've always set up things for him to do. How did you, so you started homeschooling like from the very beginning. What made you at that point where kindergarten was looming decide not to send him and actually keep him home and start homeschooling? Honestly, it was my husband who brought it up. He was reading Bringing Up Boys by Dr. James Dobson. Great book. And it talked about the struggles that some boys have in public school. And he just kind of randomly asked me one night, he said, have you ever considered homeschooling? And at first I laughed. I mean, I'm a teacher with a master's degree. My life's work is teaching children. But at that, it was that little seed that my husband planted that really started to take root in my heart. I quickly realized that homeschooling is still teaching. It's just my own children, and they're probably my favorite students. So we started to talk seriously about homeschooling and realized that the benefits for us outweigh the cost. Me being home was worth it to us. I love that. I love that your, um, you said your kids were your favorite little students because I feel that way too. So tell me a little bit more about that. Well, we started to talk seriously about the benefits and the cost of homeschooling. For us, we realized that having my paycheck, while it was great for our family budget, you know, basically my paycheck was going to be used to send them to daycare. So we realized, you know, the benefits were outweighing the cost for us. So we decided that I would stay home and I would homeschool and Our family really thought that we were kind of crazy at first, but once our minds were made up, 
we just kind of ran with it. Before I knew it, I was researching curriculum and, you know, buying curriculum and we've never looked back and we're in it for the long haul. That's great. I love that you're committed and ready to just keep going. And I think so many of us have that experience where families, you know, have thought we were crazy, but we're in it anyway because we know it's best for our family. So tell me this, what literary classic does your homeschool day look most like if we were to peek in the (laughs) windows one day? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there aren't really any classics, but some days it looks like Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. (laughs) And I can't think of what book it would be like on a good day, but we definitely have some bad days. Yeah, I think so many of us can relate to that. The whole like the day is going sideways and we don't know what to do, especially when you have two boys. I have two, two of my four are boys and oh my goodness, do they feed off of each other sometimes. So what do you do on those days? What is your backup plan or your go-to when that day is just going like the wrong way? It's going off the rails and you need to regroup. What do you do with your kids? (laughs) Honestly, we go get ice cream. Ice cream for us makes everything better. No, actually, in all seriousness, we just do the basics. Math and reading are the must-dos, and everything else can go by the wayside when we're having one of those days. And I send them outside to jump on the trampoline and play because it's not worth the fight some days. Yeah, I hear you on that. Some days it's just not because relationships are so important. So if you have to think about, you know, what is the most important thing you want your kids to learn from you before they grow up? What would that be? What would that skill be? Honestly, I think it's to be able to think for themselves. I feel like there's this whole generation of kids right now that are just going with what everyone tells them they're supposed to think about topics so that they can be politically correct. And I want my kids to be able to really look at an issue and use their brains to figure it out and not be afraid to go against the majority, even when something goes against their moral standards. That's great. I love that. So when you are thinking about the things that you're going to do with your kids, in your homeschool. Are you a planner or do you tend to fly by the seat of your pants a little bit more than that? Can you be both? I don't know. I really think you can. I'm a planner in the way that I plan ahead during the summer. I get everything ready or as much as I can ready. And then during the days, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants when it's day to day and we just go with the flow. Yeah, I think you can be a, a both a planner and a fly. But I think that that would describe me as well. You know, like I kind of know where I want to go by the end of the year, but we just kind of let it evolve as the days go by. Right. So what would your kids say? So if, if your kids were in the room next to that mic, what would they say is the best part of being homeschooled and the worst part of being homeschooled? I asked my oldest this question and he had to think for a minute, but he said that There were two best things about homeschooling for him. Number one was the fact that he doesn't have homework to do after school and geography. He loves geography. Um, His answer on what is the worst thing about homeschool is math. That's not a strong subject and he really, really has to work hard at it. My youngest is just about to start kindergarten, so he really doesn't have any answers for that yet. He has been doing lots of uh, fun early learning activities with me all along. So he just thinks that school is going to be fun. 
Now, he will have a rude awakening when he realizes that he can't play all day. (laughs) So we're going to have to figure that one out as we go along. What would you answer if I asked you that question? Well, I am asking you that question. What's the worst and the best parts for you? Honestly, that I am, well, the best and the worst is kind of the same thing. The best is that I'm with my kids all day long. I know them. I know their strengths, their weaknesses. You know, I really, really know them deep down. But I'm also on the flip side, I'm with them all day long. And sometimes I really just need a break. I hear you on that. What do you do for yourself when you take that break? Sometimes I just head out to Panera just to sit with my headphones and I do blog. So I know it's work, but that's something that I go and do. Mm -hmm. I totally hear you on that one that I had a friend ask me once when I was going to find something for fun for myself, because every time she heard of me having a day out or taking a day for myself, I, I would be going to Panera to write and had to kind of look at her strangely because that is my fun. And I think that that's perfectly acceptable. And I think that that's great. So, and you have a great blog. So we're going to make sure we put that in the show notes too. So fill in the blank. As a homeschool mom, I really rock what? What is it that you're just killer at? I think adding fun things to the curriculum. We do use a box curriculum Um, It just made my life so much easier to have it all planned out for me. But I use the curriculum as a base. And then I always add in extra things that are fun as an extension of what we're learning. How do you stay organized with that? Do you have favorite apps? Do you have tools or resources that you use to schedule the curriculum and your days? Well, I am a paper and pen kind of girl. I usually copy all of the teaching grids from my curriculum and I stick it in a binder and then I fill in the extra parts that I have to add to the curriculum like math and language arts. Sticky notes are my friend to add notes about the extra ideas that I have. And one thing that I really like doing, I set this up during the summer while I'm planning. I set up YouTube playlists ahead of time that for things that go with our homeschool curriculum. So I go through the curriculum day by day and I add videos to our playlist. And then when it's time to study that particular topic, I'll pull up the YouTube on the iPad and I'll hit play. And I really like using playlists to keep all of the junk that you can find on YouTube out of reach for my kids. And when by using a playlist, I know that I've handpicked the videos and there are no surprises that will pop up. So I would say YouTube playlists. That's a great idea. One of those things that you hear about and you're like, why didn't I ever think about that? I love that. I'm going to have to go like mental note. Let's start doing that this weekend. That's phenomenal. I love that idea. So let's talk a little bit more about your background in early childhood education. So you had said earlier that because of your background, you were already doing learning activities before you were officially homeschooling your oldest. So How has that early childhood education background shaped who you are as a homeschool mom? I think that it's really helped me understand kids as a whole. You know, I'm totally comfortable with the younger kids stage. I know that it's helped me know what to expect at certain ages and what's developmentally appropriate for each stage. It's made our preschool years full of rich learning, beneficial play. And I think when done right, creative kids' activities can be full of learning opportunities. It doesn't just have to be 
play. Although kids, young children need lots of play and their activities should be playful in nature. But I think that, you know, there should be purposes to their play. That's great. So what kinds of things did you do early on to start shaping that and start putting those kinds of things into play in the beginning? Two words, busy bags. Busy bags were my saving grace when my youngest was needing something to keep him out of trouble while I was teaching the oldest. He's kind of a stinker and he was just into everything when he was little. But I guess really I started using busy bags even before I started homeschooling. When I was nursing my youngest, I would give my oldest a busy bag during that nursing session so that he had something to do instead of just plopping him in front of the TV for however long it took to nurse, you know, or handing him the iPad and letting him zone out. I gave him a busy bag so that he had something that was purposeful and playful and gave him something to do. It sounds amazing, actually, to have these go-to activities that have learning infused in them. Can you tell us a little bit more about what a busy bag is and like what would be inside of them? A busy bag is basically like a kit of activities that you put together ahead of time. They can be put in a bag or a pencil pouch, anything that really that will hold it. Some people use them as quiet boxes, but I just have a bunch of bags that I've put together with learning activities. For instance, I have one that is all about fine motor skills and learning how to tie shoes. And then, you know, I have another one that is super simple. You just put straws and pipe cleaners in the bag and they build with it. So there's some STEM learning with that. And it's really, that one also works on fine motor skills, but it's basically just anything that you can think of that will keep them occupied for small amount of time. Or if you need, you know, a significant amount of time, then use several busy bags. That sounds great. Do you, is there a way to kind of customize them for all the different subject areas? So maybe, you know, when your older kid is doing one subject, you could have busy bags that go along with that subject. So your little, your little guy could be doing something similar at the same time? Absolutely. For, for mine, I would, you know, if we were working on math, I would pull out a math busy bag for my youngest you know, something to do with shapes or numbers. And then literacy, I it was always something to do with the alphabet and early word building. That sounds amazing. So we talked at the very beginning when I was introducing you that you just recently published a book all about busy bags. Is that right? Yes. And so do you have some of these ideas in that book? Like if I were to open your book... Would I be able to just sit down and have an afternoon of creating these busy bags for all different subject areas to keep my toddlers and my preschoolers busy for this coming school year? Absolutely. In my book, there are 52 busy bag ideas. The goal is to have one for each week of the year. And I've separated out the busy bags into categories. There's math, literacy, fine motor skills, and then some that are just for fun. And 
the book is very colorful and full of pictures, step-by-step pictures that help you know how to put the, the busy bag together. And it shows you the finished product. And it's definitely something you could sit down and put together ahead of time and use throughout the school year. Another way that you could get a lot of busy bags done at one time is to have a busy bag swap. This is something that my friends and I have done in the past. It's basically everyone makes the same, well, they make one busy bag for this, the number of participants. So if there were 10 people in the busy bag swap, I would make the same busy bag for 10 people. And then everybody else would choose their own busy bag to make. And then you get together and line up all the busy bags. And then you just kind of walk down the line and grab your busy bag. And then you go home with, you know, 10 busy bags. And you only had to work on one. So you can crank out those busy bags pretty easily if, you know, you know, it's easier to do stuff in batches than it is to have to do, you know, a separate one. Yeah, um, that's a great idea. That's almost like those, you know, meal prep parties, right? Here we'll absolutely. have like a homeschool yeah, prep party. That's totally what it is. I love that idea. That's so fun. So you said you've done those before. Do you have other busy bags besides the 52 that are in your book on your site? So could readers potentially find more if they head over to your site? I do. And I, a lot of them are printable activities that you just, you print, you laminate it, and you can cut it out and stick it in a bag. And there are some other ones that are just ideas of things to put together to put in a busy bag. But I do a lot of printable busy bags. Can you tell us about maybe one, one of your most popular busy bag ideas that's on your site? And then maybe we can put that in the show notes and have people go over and check it out so they can get a better Um, idea. Yeah, I have one that's called the Tracing Lines Busy Bag. And it's very simple, really. It's a set of lines that are dotted and you laminate the page and the children take a dry erase marker and they trace over the lines. These are all pre-writing, handwriting strokes that they would need to form letters. It's really simple. You, you know, you print it out, you laminate it, hand them a dry erase marker and they can just go to town. That sounds fabulous. And it sounds like these would be good for like, you know, if you're going on a long road trip or you know, a flight, you could put together some of these too to keep them busy. It doesn't have to just be for your homeschool day. Absolutely. You know, we've used them for long car rides, doctor's appointments. You know, you always, they always take you into the doctor's office and you have to wait for them to show up. So we always take them while we're waiting. You know, and I said earlier that I gave my oldest uh, bags when I was nursing my youngest. And during rest time, when my youngest was taking a nap, I always used busy bags with my oldest just so he would be quiet during nap time. Yeah, that is always a struggle when you have more than one child, isn't it? You're like, I just got him down. So there, I mean, there are tons of places that you could take a busy bag. I mean, I, I know if you have something small, you could take it into a restaurant while you're waiting for food. I mean, Anywhere you really have a wait 
fizzy bags are perfect. You know, I know some people take them to church with them and really they're just, they're so versatile. It sounds like it. It sounds like a wonderful tool for keeping those uh, preschoolers and toddlers busy while you're trying to get things done. We're going to make sure that we put a link to the book in the show notes so everybody can find it because what fun would that be to just be able to pull the book off your shelf and sit down and spend an afternoon getting your toddler and your preschoolers school ready for the whole year in an afternoon of pulling some simple activities together. I just absolutely love that. So Sarah, this is the part of the show where I'm going to ask you some questions and I really, it's the fast five. I really just want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And of course, everybody always wants to explain a little bit about it. So that's okay too, but like kind of rapid fire here. So you just received an Amazon gift card. What are you spending it on? What is your kind of guilty pleasure? What are you dying to get? (laughs) Children's books. I know that sounds so silly, but I have a huge library. We love books at our house. So definitely children's books. So what is your favorite children's book right now? Oh, my youngest loves all the Pete the Cat books. So we've been reading a lot of Pete the Cat. I like those two. Those are good ones. Okay, I also, go ahead. I also really like Skippy John Jones. That is one of my favorites. Yeah, he's a funny cat there, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Favorite family game night game? Sequence for Kids or Catan Jr. And we actually have, we pretty much have family game night almost every night after dinner. That's kind of our, our thing. That's a great thing. So you're not watching TV, you're going on the computer after dinner, you're hanging out and bonding over games. Love, love that. We do that too. In fact, I was just at uh, the store today getting birthday presents for one of my little ones and they had a whole bunch of games marked down. So I bought a bunch, way more than I expected to buy, of course. And um, that is going to be our first day of school. We're just going to have a game day. I'm super excited about it. So that's like my best day. What's your best way to spend the day with your kids? Snuggled up on the couch with a good book. What are you guys Uh, reading right now? Well, we're kind of doing read on your own right now for the summer. My oldest, we went to the library and he just picked out some books. But one of the books that we read this past homeschool year was Where the Red Fern Grows. And of course, I cried (laughs) (laughs) through it. And my son was like, why are you so upset? And uh, uh, I was like, "It's but it's so beautiful. The difference between boys and girls, right? Because my daughter, my 10-year-old would be crying with me, I think. I know. (laughs) That's fun. Are you reading anything right now? You said it's kind of a choose your own. What are you reading right now? Teacher's manuals. (laughs) (laughs) Getting geared up, huh? Yeah, I'm getting geared up for school. But I also am reading a book by Dr. Suzuki. It's a book that our piano teacher is requiring me to read. It's called Nurturing with Love. And it's talking about how to nurture piano practice with love. And so there's not so much angst during piano time. So it's not a daily battle. It's right. (laughs) Good. Um, I might need one of those for flute. I don't know if some flute teacher out there wrote a book like that, because that's what we argue about here. Okay, fill in the blank to this one. I have got to have blank to get me through the day. Ice cream. (laughs) I already (laughs) said ice cream earlier, but... We like ice cream in our house. That and we love Sonic Happy Hour. So we are pretty much there every day. Do you know, we just went to a Sonic for the first time ever this summer. 
I don't know why I've never gone to a Sonic. It was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they don't have them everywhere, but we frequent ours pretty much every day. We go and get, and we, you know, I don't always get my kids the slushies, but I definitely always have a drink for myself. (laughs) The ice there is so good. Isn't that funny? Like everybody talks about the ice at Sonic, but it is good. You know, you can actually buy bags of just bags of their ice. (laughs) Okay. Something, something to remember for like a hot homeschool day. That's so funny. Okay. Well, Sarah, first, before I let you tell us where we can find you on the web, tell us where we can find your book. Let me, I'm going to repeat the title for everybody so they can look for it. Busy Bags Kids Will Love, Make Ahead Activity Kits for a Happy Preschooler and Stress-Free Parent. You can find it on Amazon or any bookstore. It's in Barnes and Noble and Books a Million. I know you can find it on IndieBound. I've even found it on the Target website. I've never seen it in Target in the actual store, but I've seen it on the website. Okay, so pretty much anywhere books are sold, you can probably get access to it or ask them to order yes. it. Awesome. Yes. Okay, and where can we find you on the internet? Happybrownhouse.com. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. It was so fun to talk to you. Well, thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. A great interview with Sarah McClure, author of Busy Bags Kids Will Love, Make Ahead Activity Kits for a Happy Preschooler and Stress-Free Parent. You can find links to all the resources from today's show at pambarnhill.com forward slash HSP52. You can find out more about me at my website, raisinglifelonglearners.com. I'll be back in a few weeks with another guest where we'll talk about their homeschooling days and all the great things they have going on. I really appreciate you sticking around and hanging out with me. Can't wait to share another interview with you. And I hope you have a great week with your kids. Love on them and keep on homeschooling. Homeschooling.